0: Welcome back everyone. We are so excited for today's episode. We're going to get back to some of our questions and answers. We haven't done those in a couple of weeks. It's been really fun with all the guests we've had so far and we've got even more surprises, more guests, more things coming up. It's going to be fantastic. So the biggest thing that we wanted to announce today is that we are going to do another giveaway and we are so excited for this one we think it's going to be really fun and interactive so the way that we're going to do this is over the next five episodes which is 10 through 14 and I know it sounds wrong but I promise (laughs) it's episodes 10 through 14 Haley and I checked on our fingers we did Uh, (laughs) yeah (laughs) we're educated we swear um you are going to look for a keyword, and we will say when the keyword is, but you are just going to get that keyword and then you will write it down. And there will be five of these keywords that you'll put together to make a message. The 14th week, or well, I guess episode 14 is what I'm trying to say, um, is when you will DM us with that message. So you'll need to DM us with the message by Tuesday, March 15th at 11.59 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Again, that's Tuesday, March 15th, 11.59 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. And if you get that message correct, we're going to add you to the drawing. This drawing is even bigger than the last one. Oh, yeah dollar gift card to amazon so Ooh,
1: 75 dollars yeah. <laughs> yes. a whole 75
0: snackaroonies um, of course that currency will be transferred um, because if if it needs to be because we will have this open again to america canada the uk and mexico so um, if we need to transfer that currency we will um, And then the winner will be announced on March 17th, which is really exciting because it's going to be a lucky day for them because it's St. Patty's Day. So that's how you'll remember when, (laughs) yes, that's how you'll remember when we have announced it um we'll announce it on instagram and the podcast so we'll make sure to put all these rules and everything on our instagram page but uh now you know so please make sure you're listening to the next few episodes um and thank you again for all of your support so far uh we've had a really exciting milestone today um monday the 31st that we're recording Mm -hmm. You want to tell them what our milestone
1: was? Yes, we have officially hit one thousand downloads, and we we set this goal thinking, okay, by the end of this season, we think that we'll get there. But you know, we still have what six episodes left. Yeah, yeah. and we've already hit our goal, so that was really exciting to wake up to. Yes, <laughs> so yes. thank you for all the love.
0: Super exciting and. Um, We're still on the other goal. Uh, We announced this on Instagram around New Year's of trying to hit 100 listens per episode. Um, We're getting there. Things are are moving up. So it's really exciting. So uh, please encourage your friends, family, whoever to listen. Um, Keep listening. We just we want to keep doing these giveaways as a huge thank you to to all of your support for us. Um, It's just this has been really, really fun and a really exciting season so far. Yes. So, um, yeah, I guess with all of that being said, Haley, yeah, give me your your hot take.
1: <laughs> yes. So for those who are into sports or, you know, love someone into sports, you may know that the Super Bowl is coming up. It is actually Valentine's weekend. It's Sunday the 13th. So, very romantic way to, you know, put yourself in the mood. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) With the Super Bowl. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And just thinking about the Super Bowl, I thought about the halftime show a couple years ago when everyone all of a sudden was shocked by Shakira and um, J-Lo's performance. Like, they didn't know (laughs) who they were, you know, as artists, all of a sudden they're upset by their dancing and their outfit choices. So my hot take is no one is forcing your child to watch the Super Bowl halftime performance. You know, if you're a parent that really cares that much about what your kid watches, do your homework. And you should be fully aware that if Eminem and Snoop Dogg are performing this year, you grew up with that music and you should be fully aware that it probably won't align with your family's values. If you got upset a couple of years ago, <laughs> like it should not surprise you when the little bleep button <laughs> has to censor every other word that Snoop Dogg and Eminem say this year. Mm-hmm. So my hot take is Super Bowl is not supposed to be family friendly. They're not advertising it to your children.
0: And
1: no. if you have a problem with that, like take your kids to Disney on Ice instead. You know that's not like the Super Bowl halftime is before us. It's for the adults. So well, if you watch the commercials, I mean they're <clears throat> not geared towards children. Yeah, some of
0: them are full of innuendos. So. Yeah, like you remember the Jack in the Box
1: commercials? Um, yes, and I. Like- <laughs> I remember there was a Hardee's commercial that my parents got so upset about. I mean, I was probably in like elementary school, maybe middle school, and they straight up called like Hardee's corporate. No. <laughs> yes, they did. Not your parents being those parents. Being I love- those parents. But like when... When the whole thing happened a couple years ago, I sat there and watched the halftime show with my parents and they loved it. And we talked about how cool it was to see just like their immense upper body strength and being able to see their muscles while they were dancing on the pole. Like we did not see anything provocative about it. And that's what we talked about the entire time. Mm -hmm. It never even crossed our mind. Like we did not feel uncomfortable at all. We just thought it was you know, showing their incredible strength, and we were really impressed mm-hmm. by it.
0: Yeah, I think it's a matter of just like deciding where your line is, doing your research if you really haven't heard of the performers for some reason. <laughs> yeah, and then educating your children. Like, it maybe you wouldn't be so scared of these things if you had educated them beforehand about like what those things mean or, you know, or what to avoid or whatever, you know, um, yeah. every parenting style is different. Some people don't care. Some people care a lot.
1: So, uh, I would say like, just take care. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> and if you feel the need to do your homework this year, don't watch the mm-hmm. show. Don't I'm, yeah. I'm just going to go ahead. And if you feel <laughs> the need to do the homework, <laughs> You're not going to want to hear the words that come out of any of the artist's (laughs) mouths. So, you know, protect that. (laughs) I
0: I love it.
1: All right. What about you, Rainey? Okay. So
0: Haley and I have this shared hot take list um, that we will use when we have guests on. So that way it's just one hot take between the two of us. And I threw this idea out and Haley, I think, fully agrees, which is why I threw it out there. Um, because I don't know. I just feel very fired up about this topic. I feel like I have to give a disclaimer for all of this. So people are like, what what is this? So I feel very fired up about it.
1: (laughs) And I think that's why you're, you're doing this instead of me, because I don't feel as strongly. I understand what you're about to say, but I don't, I don't feel as strongly about it.
0: It's a lot. All right. (laughs) So going to the bathroom is the most inconvenient function of the body. Like it is so inconvenient. It does not, it doesn't do us any good unless you are a parent with kids or like somebody with social anxiety who needs to like boot out of there. But like there's other rooms for you to go to, right? And lock yourself in. But just the, the necessity of having to go to the bathroom, it's like, what if you're cooking something? Why is it every time I'm cooking and I'm an hour into cooking, I suddenly have to pee and I can hardly stand there. And I'm just like dancing, trying to finish uh, whatever meal I'm making. Or like, if you're in the middle of watching a really good show, like at the movie theater, and then you have to get up and leave because you got to pee. And then it's even worse when you have kids because you have to go 10 times more often. Or You know, what if there was something really important that you need to hear at a lecture, but because you were in the bathroom, you didn't hear it. And then it's just, it's like so disruptive. And I just, I forget to pee a lot. That might be TMI, but I forget because I'm too busy doing other things. And part of that could be my ADHD just like coming full swing out. I'm doing other things there's more important things that I'm hyper fixating on Mm -hmm. but like I don't want to have to go to the bathroom like I've got other things to do but then if you don't you could destroy your bladder it starts to hurt you um, are just dancing that's all you're thinking about even though you're trying to get something else done it's just like I get the purpose because it's like getting all those toxins out but it feels like there's so many other ways we could do that. Like, why can't we just? I don't know. Why can't we just? Um, well, I don't know. I don't know how we would get the toxins out another way. But, <laughs> but there's don't another really way.
1: Have a proposed solution for this. That's okay. I just don't like it. I'm I, so sorry. How do you feel, Haley? <laughs> I, I mean, I agree that it's very inconvenient because of the certain situations that you mentioned. I mean, I will get to the end of the day where I didn't get a planning time because I was in meeting. So I didn't get to use the bathroom at the beginning of the day. Lunch is crazy and the bathroom's too far away. So, you know, 20 minutes before the bell rings, I'm standing there fully doing the potty dance because sometimes (laughs) it just gets to that point where I'm like, I'm sorry if you need my help from across the room. I cannot make it over to you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I will pee right in front of you yeah, without having a full-blown accident so no, it's like okay. really like why like come on body can you not just yeah. wait an extra 15 minutes I had I had something like that happen today there was yeah. a
0: student I was with her in a session and um her parent forgot to get her or no sorry it was her friend's mom didn't come to get her Mm -hmm. Um, they, they were originally there, but then because she didn't come outside because we went past the, the last bell, the, the lady just left, just straight up left this kid (laughs) at the school. So then we had to call her and tell her to come back and pick up this kid. And, um, but like, I didn't want to leave her alone, but I had to pee so bad. And they wanted me to stand outside in the frigid Idaho windy Mm. cold weather and like wait with her for this this uh person to show up and I was like I'm not gonna wait another 10-15 minutes for this person to show up I was like she can sit on this bench but I'm going to leave and use the bathroom because I've gotta go (laughs) uh yeah it's it's so like like
1: I'm not even being a responsible adult because of my stupid bladder. <laughs> but I will say, when you have the time for it, I mean, I don't mind just sitting there scrolling on TikTok. I'm that kind of person mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. could just spend a good 10 minutes just hanging out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then someone's like, uh, Haley, what you doing? I'm like, oh, I've just been sitting scrolling. I completely forgot that I was on the toilet. <laughs> taking up the whole bathroom yeah
0: <laughs> so it's like I don't know I just I'm very passionate about this I don't have any other solutions I don't know what we could do to replace that function in our body I just don't like it
1: <laughs> one day maybe one day maybe one we'll day. have some new technology but... yeah Okay, well on that note, Rainy, would you say <laughs> that you are thriving or not thriving this week?
0: Um, I'm straight up like losing my mind this week, so not thriving again week 2. Um, just there's been a, like without going into too much detail, there's just been like a lot of drama in my life mm-hmm. and um I I feel like I'm barely swimming above water trying to like do all of my assignments and keep up with my internships and the hours and just everything else. Um, And it sucks because then that means that I kind of push aside things that I really, really care about or that I want to do more. Mm -hmm. Um, I think part of the problem is I have a teacher who is brand new and I don't think she understands quite how this program works. The, the professors in this program really set you up to pass they want you to succeed mm-hmm. so they do a lot of things they may even grade a little easier than usual just to like help you pass um, mm-hmm. they're very flexible and kind and all of this stuff and this one is just not <laughs> yeah and I feel like she's almost set- setting us up to fail and so I feel like I'm working 10 times harder for a class that, that like I could care less about and doesn't feel that important. Mm-hmm. Um, if, when I feel like my time and my energy, I want to expend on my internships and the podcast and yeah. uh, my hobbies, you know, stuff like that. And I just, I don't know, this class is just straight up taking uh, 10 hours of my life each week and it's Ugh. just too much. Yeah. Um, I feel like every time I'm not, I'm, I'm just sitting around doing nothing. I'm, I'm stressing about this class and feeling like I have to study for it or do something. And that's mm-hmm. just not a way to live in that constant state of stress. So it's just, it's not been super great. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if any of you are having a hard class or a hard teacher, please DM me and like, Give me some support, yeah. but also know you're not alone because I—it's just—it's—it's it's a lot. <laughs> so, helping I graduate, we're—we're we're trying. You've got <laughs> we're it. We're <really laughs> I'm—I'm barely swimming above water. Um, I think a lot of us are having a hard time with her, and so I think mm. where it's a collective thing. Yeah. Maybe um the the staff will see that and be mm-hmm. a little more tell her to be a little more lenient with our grades or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Oh, that would be nice. Cool. Yeah. So that's how
1: I'm doing. How are you, Haley? You know, I, I, I'm just getting by, so I'm going to claim that as not thriving. (laughs) I feel like, I don't know, just, we were talking about this before we started recording, but I feel like just getting through COVID now, the fatigue has just stuck around Yesterday, I, I mean, I slept for a good 10, 11 hours, maybe Friday night. I went to bed really early. Same thing Saturday night, slept for about 10 hours, then took like a two, three hour nap, Mm -hmm. went to bed early last night and I am just exhausted. Mm -hmm. And then last week, I got some fillings done at the dentist because (laughs) I was not responsible and did not go to the dentist for a few years. So I had some cavities and they had to numb my entire mouth for it. And the numbing did not go away for about six or seven hours. So that was just like, it was very uncomfortable, very painful. And then I'm still having like a lot of toothache and pain. Even today, like I have had to constantly take Advil every six hours to just to be able to function so I've just had like a really bad reaction to like the numbing cream and just to everything in general which I've never experienced before so that's so sad (laughs) I'm like still it it hurts to eat I have a lot of tooth sensitivity that I didn't have beforehand even after going to my first visit like a month ago. It's just since I've had these fillings. Do you think that maybe they did them wrong? No. And he told me to wait like three to five days to call him. So I'm going to give it until tomorrow and mm-hmm. then call if it's still really painful but yeah I even woke up in the middle of the night and had to take medicine because I could not fall back asleep I couldn't even lay on my side yeah well maybe this is
0: for our audience to hear uh
1: yeah (laughs) go to the dentist I told my dentist and my dental hygienist they were like oh my gosh I feel I'm so sorry like you're gonna hate me this is gonna be so painful and I just told them oh you know I fully believe in natural consequences so Mm -hmm. I'm going to for ever remember these two doctors visits and I'll keep up my six month appointments (laughs) like (laughs) I deserve the pain that I'm in and I'm gonna learn from that and they were like huh okay (laughs) like I'm glad you see it that way if that works for you they're like I'm still I'm sorry that you're in pain I was like I I appreciate that but I deserve it so (laughs) everyone's in your purse to Haley (laughs) (laughs) both struggling but (laughs) it's all right all right. Well, I guess time. it's time. Yeah, take a break. Get Keep your hydrated. Water. Get your water. At least do
0: something nice for yourself if you're struggling too. If it's just been a week for you too. Mm-hmm. Do something nice for yourself. Get some water.
1: Uh-huh. Get yourself a drink.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right,
1: and we'll be back.
0: Welcome back. I hope you had an excellent break. Haley and I did. We talked about some things that are private to us. So it was (laughs) good potty talk. Some potty talk. Yeah. (laughs) I I think it was the whole uh, hot take that got us on the conversation. But um, (laughs) (laughs) anyway. So uh, we've got some great questions today. Um, we have plenty more to answer in the future. Uh, again, I know we haven't had questions for a couple weeks, but
1: um, we've got some great ones today. So Haley, if you want to yes. start us off? Yeah. So I was just looking to see who submitted this, and it looks like this was submitted anonymously. So, this person asked uh, for any tips on quitting. They said, I'm miserable at my current job, but I'm fairly confident I could find a new one. I'm worried about upsetting people, and the whole situation sounds dreadful and awkward. Mm-hmm. So, I think that we have both been in this situation a couple of times. Yes. With quitting or just being unhappy in the job that we're at. Mm-hmm. And, I think just for anyone, when it comes to jobs in general, I think maybe we could both agree to try to avoid or be very cautious when the job that you get has a connection to like your family or family friends. Yeah. I think for both of us, that's where we found that discomfort and mm-hmm. just being completely miserable. Mm -hmm. And our jobs and just not knowing how to go about that situation. But I think for me, at least practicing with a friend, like rehearsing helps me kind of talking through the situation, how you might go about it. Um, For some people, it might work if you tell a friend that you're planning on quitting and what day you plan on doing it or find some way for them to kind of help keep you accountable. Um, I, I feel like if you feel confident that you could find a new one and you're okay with, you know, being unemployed and that's something that you're capable of doing and financially that works for you while you find a new job, then you know, I would try to picture yourself a year from now and think, well, do I want to be in this same place a year from now? Or Mm -hmm. do I want to go ahead and take that risk to likely be happier than than you are Mm -hmm. in your current situation? So I feel like really keeping that end goal in mind. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, and I don't know, like, I can agree. Um, That miserable piece, I think is a really huge component. Because, like Haley said, we both had jobs where we were connected a little more closely than like a normal job would be. Um, And what really sucked was with mine. I wanted to quit and the person that was making my job hard ended up letting me go before I got the chance to quit because they just genuinely we did not get along and Mm -hmm. I know that she was really excited to get get rid of me um (laughs) and so like If you don't want that to happen, if that feels like embarrassing or shameful for you, or you think that that could be a potential that they, that you could like end up getting let go for whatever reason, make sure that you quit before that happens. Right. Um, but then the other thing is there's this beautiful thing called the two weeks notice and two weeks notice is a written statement and I'm not saying this as like, I, I I hope this doesn't come across as like, I'm, I'm talking down to you. Um, I'm trying to inform our listeners if they, if they've never made one before, this is what it is. So it's a written statement where you say that you're going to quit on a certain day and um, your employer can tell you to just not come back within those two weeks, mm-hmm. but it basically solidifies that you that you were the one who quit, that they didn't fire you and they can't hold you accountable to that. Um, and what's nice about it is because it's written, it kind of saves you the awkwardness of like going in and saying, I quit as much as you may want to. If, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, maybe you want the product scene, but like <laughs> if you don't, which it sounds like you don't, um, you can just email that. Or literally put it on your supervisor's desk when they're Mm -hmm. out. Now, they may ask you. They may talk to you and ask you what's going on. But the nice part, like Haley said, you could practice with a friend beforehand. So, if they're going to ask you why you're leaving, Mm -hmm. practice what you're going to say. And guess what? You are not legally obligated to tell them anything. No. Not a thing. So, if it was miserable and you hated everything, you can say all of that. But if you... Are like uh, I don't want to say any of that. You can just say I just needed a different job, or yeah. it I was just my time, or even just I just wanted to quit. Like you don't have to give any other explanation. And if they ask you for it, mm-hmm. you can you can actually say it's none of their business. You're quitting anyway, yeah. so what yeah, matter.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well. And I feel like this is, this is a good time to talk about a two weeks notice where I personally, I don't think that a two weeks notice is always necessary. And I, I think that it can be very respectful if you have another job lined up, or if you, if you really want to be able to help out with the transition between whoever's taking over your position and that's something you're willing to do, then I think that's great and that will reflect well if you ever need them as a reference going forward but if you're in a situation where you may feel the need to send in a one day notice a 24 mm-hmm. hour notice mm-hmm. and just notify them that your employment is you know ending immediately and you feel confident about finding that new job then i think that's okay And don't let the pressure of other people saying, oh, well, you can't just leave them behind or, oh, that's just really unprofessional to, to just quit right on the spot. If that's what you have to do, if you're truly miserable and uncomfortable dreading it, do it because you know what, as great of a person, I'm sure that you are, you're going to be easily replaceable for that position. Yep. That's (laughs) like you're, you're. Your employer will be okay. And mm-hmm. I knew in the job that I was miserable at four to five months in, I knew that I wasn't happy. And I mm-hmm. stayed there for two years. Yeah. Because I let myself think, oh well, they really need me. They're really desperate. And oh, well, I'm the you know, glue that kind of holds everyone together, which was true in that moment, but I was just a body in a chair you know, taking on my responsibilities that anyone could do. And you know what? They found a replacement for me. I couldn't put in a two weeks notice. I, yeah, I was offered my job on my teaching job on a Wednesday or Thursday. My last day was that Friday because I started teaching that upcoming Tuesday. Mm -hmm. And I had to tell myself, you know what? it's time to focus on me because clearly I'm miserable and my employer didn't care. Mm-hmm. You know, they weren't doing what they could have done to keep me interested and in staying around.
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, and then the other thing too, I kind of want to like go back to the part where like, if you have connections to the job, that can make it a lot harder. Yeah. Uh, if you have family or friends and I think it's just the fear of letting them down, but you need to ask yourself, why do you care so much about letting someone else down or that it's not their life? Like, why do you care so much about what they think about your life? Mm-hmm. It's your life. You should be happy regardless of what other people think. And nine times out of 10, they really aren't as like upset as you maybe make it out in your head to be. I thought my family was going to be so upset when I left my job. Mm-hmm. Like I, it's a very close family tied job. And I was, I was miserable. I was calling um my family member all the time, just crying and so upset. And I just, I I just did not enjoy that job. And I thought that when I quit, it was going to like create a ridge between me and the family member who gave me the job. And he ended up being super supportive and was like, okay, cool. Like he didn't treat me bad about it. It was was all said and done. None of my family looked down on me about it. Actually, in fact, they knew how miserable I was. So they were really understanding Mm -hmm. and they just wanted to see me happy. They didn't like seeing me so sad and upset. So You you may have that too, where people are like happy that you want to get away from this job that's hurting you.
1: Yeah, and if anything, if people are upset, it's likely because it's a minor inconvenience to them to rehire. Really, you know, it's what an extra couple of weeks of training someone, and Mm -hmm. you know they're on to the next one. (laughs) So
0: we wish you a good (sighs) luck on your job hunt, though. Yes. Okay.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, question two, Rainey. what do you have? Yeah. Okay. So this one is also anonymous. This is a sad question. <laughs> it is. So
0: like if I just want to give a little forewarning here um, I, again, we like to give trigger warnings. This does involve a pet loss and um, death, grief, that kind of stuff. So um, we always put in our description timestamps of the questions so if this is one that you are just not ready to listen to, or it might be too much stuff like that. Please feel free to skip to the next question. Um, okay. So this question says, we have to put down my 15 year old lab in a couple weeks. And I don't know how to prepare for that kind of loss. His bad days far away, his good ones. And I only get to see him one last time when I'm home next weekend. What ideas do you have to re- for me to remember him by? And, um, this is hard. Pet loss is really, really tough and it doesn't get talked about enough. I don't think, um, human loss, we talk about that all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, more so lately I've seen a lot of people talk about, um, infant loss or like, uh, losing a baby before they have the baby, um, which is all so, so terrible and so sad. and. I don't see a lot of like animal grief and loss talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, so to give a little backstory before I give you my answer, um, just last year, actually, we had to put my cat down. Um, I, I don't think I've ever had as close of a connection with a cat or an animal than I have with this one. And he uh, was 10 months old. And the weekend of my birthday, we found out he had leukemia and then we had to put him down a week later. So that was really traumatic for me. And like, even now I can feel myself getting a little emotional talking about it because he just like, he mattered so much to me. Yeah. Um, and so I went on this like absolute hunt for answers, just like, are they okay? Where, where are they at? What are they doing? Um, this was also during the time when I was struggling with the church. So I was feeling really lost on like any of my ideas on the afterlife of God, all sorts of stuff. Cause I just wasn't sure where I was actually at yet.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and so I was really looking just anywhere and everywhere to just give me some sort of like condolence <laughs> or yeah. whatever like to make me feel better so um I learned about this phrase called the rainbow bridge and basically it means that like when your animals die they cross over the rainbow bridge and I think it's really sweet it means that they're at peace you know you think of a rainbow and you think of something peaceful and um and the last day we had this cat George uh I was taking pictures of him to remember him, which that's my first thing, take pictures. Um, but I was taking pictures to remember him by, and there was a little rainbow that showed up right underneath him oh. on that day, the last day that we had him. And I just, I felt like that was like a little sign from God that like, he's okay. He was yeah. going to be okay. And, um, and so that's my first piece of advice: take lots and lots of pictures. It's going to be hard, and you're probably not going to want to because it's you're you're feeling really sad. Um, but you don't. I think in the end, in like ten years from now, you're going to wish you had pictures, mm. um, and especially videos. Like the fact that we have, uh, uh, like literally, I camera a camcorder right on our phone right where we can access it at any time I I could go back for hours and just re-watch videos of my cat over and over and over again and mm-hmm. it just it like brings me so much comfort um the next thing you could do is if he has a favorite toy um I would say keep it put it on display um I don't know if you're going to cremate um cremate him um if he is getting cremated, you can keep the ashes up somewhere. Um, I would also say uh, to maybe, like, journal. This sounds interesting, but, like, hmm. journal his favorite things. So if he had a favorite activity that he did or if he had a favorite food or snack or, like, just something funny that he would do, just write it all down as much as you can remember, right? And then... Um, One thing that animals tend to do when they are about to pass away and they know they are, they will kind of hide. They recluse a little because Mm -hmm. they don't want to hurt you. Like they, they feel that They sense that and they don't want to hurt you. So don't feel bad if he's not like right up there with you all the time. Just enjoy being in the room with him, right? If you're just in the same room, but he doesn't want to be right up next to you, just take that as like. He just doesn't want to hurt your feelings. Mm-hmm. So like spend that time with him. Um, and then I would say when, and I know this question is about like ideas to remember him by, but mm-hmm. I feel like it's important to address the grief that comes with it. Um, since we're talking about this, and I don't know how many other questions we'll get like this. Yeah. Uh I would say don't be afraid to grieve him like a person. Um, I think a lot of people tend to like almost gaslight themselves and be like, I shouldn't be hurting this much. Like Mm. I'm crazy for hurting this much. It's just an animal, whatever. Like if you repress that, that's going to be a lot harder to deal with in the future. Mm -hmm. So let yourself cry. Like, let yourself be super duper sad about it. I, I cried nonstop for like a week about my cat. And and even now I'm like getting emotional about him. Um, so like just let yourself cry, let yourself grieve like you would with a human. And genuinely, if you need to like go to a support group or go get counseling for it, there are people who do that. Like that is not a weird thing. Don't think Mm -hmm. it's weird. Like get some help because sometimes these animals are like your own children or they're like a family member. And if you need counseling for if your grandpa dies or if your dad dies or whatever, I don't think there's anything wrong for needing counseling if your dog dies. They were with you no. for really long time and they were a support for you. So um, don't be afraid to like get some help that way too. Um sorry, that was a really no. long explanation It's just I feel like really passionate
1: about this. So yeah. I don't well, know. Kate, do
0: you have any other I things? mean
1: you have a lot more experience than I do and For me, and I didn't learn this until a couple years ago, but my parents never let us have large pets growing up, but that was because they knew for them that they would get too attached and -hmm. that they would see that as that pet as one of their children and they Mm -hmm. didn't want to go through the pain of, you know, losing a loved one where they knew, (laughs) you know, you have a certain lifespan and for them it wasn't it wasn't wor- worth the risk of them knowing how they would feel mm-hmm. so I didn't know that growing up I just thought oh they don't want to take care of a pet I totally get that the only pet I had was a cold fish that I got in fifth <laughs> grade and it was a school project where we had to build um a terrarium Mm-hmm. And, and like a two, little, two liter bottle. I got to take him home. I named him Spongebob. And he <laughs> lived until my senior year of high school. Mm-hmm. A goldfish. Little goldfish. Gold, <laughs> goldfish <laughs> for seven years. And he only died because when we went on vacation and had a friend watch him, um, we forgot to adjust the AC and the top Mm -hmm. of his bowl froze over. (gasps) So he was floating at the top when we got home from vacation and he had survived like a couple years of us forgetting to have someone feed him for a week while we were at the beach. And we would come back and he'd, and I'll be slowly moving (laughs) around in the bowl and we're like, Oh no. But we revived him every single time. Holy cow. He just kept kicking, didn't he? He did. (laughs) (laughs) But I would say, and this is based off of like when I have lost loved ones or lost connections with people, that Mm -hmm. for me, I feel really connected to places that I go with people. So Mm -hmm. I think that if you know, if your lab had a favorite park to go to, or if you had a routine walk that you would go on. I think that when you want to allow yourself to, you know, experience all of those strong feelings, Mm -hmm. to go to those places, to go on those walks. And I think that if that were to happen to me, then I would find comfort. And going back. And going back. Yeah. That, yeah, that would be a really really helpful
0: idea especially because it's a dog He probably did go on walks you know so there's probably yeah. his, his, he probably had certain favorite places
1: mm-hmm.
0: um there were a couple other things that I thought of as you were talking that yeah. I think are important as well um the first one is you may feel pressure to adopt another animal within mm-hmm. that time frame and you don't need to adopt any sooner than you're ready. Like take your time because here's the thing, animals know. And if you're not ready Mm -hmm. to like attach or like get close to an animal again, they'll know. And, and you don't want to put them through that. Like, uh, I actually had a friend who tried to get a cat after Mm -hmm. losing her other cat and she just couldn't get close to him, uh, the way that she was with the other one and so because she wasn't ready so she gave it away to a family that could love it right yeah. so um just do it when you're ready and then the other thing is um sorry I'm having brain fog sorry Haley you're good give <laughs> me just a second because this is important I just can't remember what it was oh so the other thing is to remember that like you gave your dog the happiest time of his life. And you gave him such a loving home. Like, um, I think there's a quote by Winnie the Pooh. I, I painted a little picture for my mom of it. That was, that's something along the lines of, um, how lucky am I to have something that I love so much that it hurts so much to let go or something, yeah, like, something that. like that. Yeah. Along those lines. And so it's like, your dog was so lucky because of the fact that you're hurting so much, that means that you cared so much for that dog. I remember when George, um, the last day George was about to go, uh, he was out in the backyard because he loved being in the backyard and he was running up the tree and like running around and he just looked so happy. And that was like, that, that, that in a way made it harder to put him down mm-hmm. because it was like, he's so happy. Like, how could we remove this from him? Like, how, Mm -hmm. how could we do that to him? Um, But the thing that helped me with that was I was talking to one of my uh, counselor supervisors or counselor professors. And she said, um, and she, she works with animals. So this was really helpful advice, but she said that he was so happy as proof that like we gave him so much love within such a short amount of time Mm -hmm. because a lot of families won't do that. Those, those cats and dogs will just like live and die on the streets or abused or, Mm -hmm. you know, hurting. And the fact that he was so happy on his last day, even though he, I know he was hurting from, from like his tumor was like, the most beautiful thing. Oh, uh, Sorry. No. He's just. He was such a good pet. And it was so yeah. nice knowing that like. We took care of him. And, and did the best we could with him. Mm-hmm. And so like. Don't feel bad. That you have to put him down. Because yeah. you gave him the best life that you could. You know. hmm
1: so anyway I'm gonna stop blubbering the next question (laughs) Yeah. yeah so I hope you find comfort in in those words and um maybe we'll have to post a little bit to get some other ideas on Instagram maybe for you So our last question, and this, I think, also needs a trigger warning that it will we will talk a little bit about abuse and domestic violence. So this person um, asked, what do you think about listening to songs from people who are controversial or have done sketchy, immoral things? For example, Michael Jackson was child molester Chris Brown has an abusive mm. past. Uh, my apartment is split. And the argument always comes up when one of their songs come comes on at, a, at parties, or whenever we play music at home. So this, this is an interesting topic, because yeah. I think we can pull in not only listening to music, but really indulging in anything that Anyone creates any form of art, whether it's music, you know, movies, television, because I think it becomes really difficult sometimes for people to be able to separate the artist from the art. Mm -hmm. And I've been looking at a few Reddit posts and talked to a couple of people about their feelings about this. And I feel like the best way to express what I think is through examples. So for me, I'm well aware of R. Kelly, for example, and his past. And for me, if I intentionally listen to one of his songs, it will remind me of what he's done. And like, it it makes me feel really gross and uncomfortable. So I turn Mm -hmm. it off. But other times, Mm -hmm. if the song comes on, like it doesn't even register because of how much I just really enjoy the song and i enjoy the art behind the song mm-hmm. so for someone like chris brown then with him having an abusive past like rihanna has addressed it before she's addressed that she has forgiven him and still loves him and will forever love him and for me like i have a very nostalgic feeling towards his music even mm-hmm. more so than michael jackson So for me, like, I would willingly listen to Chris Brown's music because, like, I really enjoy the art behind it. Not because I think he's more talented than Michael Jackson, but it's like I have a stronger connection to his music than Michael Jackson. Like, I could be fine never listening to Michael Jackson again. You know, I never have the desire to listen to one (laughs) of his songs. You know, it's just not for me. Whereas (laughs) Chris Brown... (laughs) <laughs> like <laughs> If I'm listening to an old 90s or early 2000s r and you know, mixtape or album, then honestly, I'm going to jam out to the songs mm-hmm. and like, I don't feel uncomfortable in that, whereas someone else might feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And then you have, you know, Elvis fully groomed his first wife.
0: Yeah. She,
1: she was 14. He was 24. Mm-hmm. And that's when their relationship started. But I mean, everyone praises him for his talent and his love songs and everything he brings to that. Yes. You never hear me. (laughs) Yeah. And so I I think it's interesting because I think everyone really just has to set a line for themselves. Mm -hmm. Like, I think a lot of people don't listen to John Mayer because of Taylor Swift. Mm -hmm. And for them, that's a decision that they've made. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it really, it, it just, it depends a lot.
0: Um, this reminds me, I know it's not music, but, um, I'm a huge, huge, huge Harry Potter fan. I think everybody's well. Yeah. Yeah. And JK Rowling is very Mm anti-trans. And when that first came out, that was really tough. Um, because it's like, I, I just love her work so much. That it's like, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't want to give up Harry Potter completely because of that, you know?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and, then, and then even more so, when Fantastic Beast came out, uh, they just got rid of Johnny Depp because he was abused by his wife. So he was yeah. the victim and they got rid of him. And, um, and I feel like in light of all of these allegations and things that are, are coming around, around the series... It was really hard for me to feel comfortable um, knowing like what they've done and still supporting the Harry Potter franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, however, something that was explained to me, and I didn't even think about this before, and, and this is going to apply music too. Yeah. I'm not justifying the actions of others mm-hmm. by by saying this. and I hope I make that very, very clear. However, there are other people that work on these things so when yes. you stop supporting one of these projects you're not just not supporting Chris Brown for instance right you're not supporting the music producers you're not supporting um, the people who wrote his music you're you're not supporting the people who help at venues and shows and whatever um and if you still want to listen to the music but you're having a hard time like knowing do I justify this do I not think about I guess maybe are like is it worth supporting the other people involved in the project and again I'm not supporting the actions of those that have done this um I think there are certain like artists and stuff I won't listen to because I just I'm like I don't want to support them and I and I also don't really feel like supporting anyone who helps make their music like that doesn't feel good to me um but when it comes to the Harry Potter franchise, there's a lot of really, really good people that are in the franchise that when I'm spending my money, I'm mm-hmm. supporting you. So people like Emma Watson or um, I can't remember the other <laughs> actress's <laughs> names right now. I'm sorry about that. I should know this. But the mm-hmm. actress who play Ginny Weasley and Luna Lovegood. Um, mm-hmm. They're all like huge advocates for supporting women. Mm -hmm. And, um, and they're doing a lot of really good things in the world and I want to support them. So I, I just hope and pray that like what I'm doing is supporting them and not JK Rowling. Right. Yeah. So you have to just think about who are you supporting? What are you supporting? And going from there, um, and deciding if that's comfortable for you or not, um, I, I don't know that there's really a right or a wrong answer here. Um, I'm feeling very gray. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's not great. I don't know. I
1: That's just like my personal opinion on the matter. Well, and I, I think that's what it seems like the answer is. It's, it's really up mm-hmm. to everyone. And I'm glad that you mentioned that about Harry Potter, because I realized it about Michael Jackson, that money is no longer going to him. Mm-hmm. So if, people want to support his music for, you know, the, the art that it is, well, listening to it is not going to, you know, bring money to him. It's going to bring money to his family and people that did not Yeah, unless have some- a say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, and then the last, I wrote a couple notes out is I know Leah Michelle. I've been listening to Glee a lot and okay. she has been known to be quite a diva, mm-hmm. has had, a you know, some, I think like racist or fat phobic comments that yeah. her previous co-stars have mentioned. And so yeah. she is one where like, I can just not get away from the beauty that is her voice and (laughs) like I I just I am so drawn to her voice that Mm -hmm. I listened because I wanted to get a good feeling of a lot of these artists that are mentioned and their songs so that's what I listened to today on my way home Mm -hmm. to be like okay like how do I justify things and Mm -hmm. anytime I hear um to make you feel my love I am brought to tears (laughs) Over just her sheer talent and then thinking about the quarterback episode and like mm-hmm. the emotions that go behind it. Like I connect emotions with music so heavily yeah, that, same. you know, I will forever be connected to that song. Yeah. And for me, like I can justify that because of the emotions that, mm-hmm. you know, her art brings to me. And that's for me. Other people might not feel comfortable with that. And you mm-hmm. do you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's just
0: a matter of like where you personally sit on these things. Yeah. I really like the idea of like, after they've passed too, you're not supporting them at all. Like (laughs) that your money is not going towards that at all. Um, I was also thinking too, so in the case of JK Rowling, okay. Um, where she's anti-trans um, one thing you can do if you want to like still, you know, be a part of the Harry Potter franchise and watch the movies and whatever, you could donate money to a trans charity or, um, or show your support online for them or show them love. Um, you know, there's, there's other ways that you can still like yeah, support them and enjoy the the thing that like brought you joy for so long until these like allegations came out Mm -hmm. um I I really do think it's personal and I know that that's like maybe that's not helpful where it's kind of it depends type of thing but um I I don't know I don't I don't know that I feel totally one way or another about it yeah
1: and even with with Harry Potter, I've seen a lot mm-hmm. of people say, you know what, if you want to buy the books again for your kids or for someone that you know, then maybe buy secondhand. Yeah. Yeah. You know, buy the movies secondhand. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to feel like your money is going towards her anymore, mm-hmm. then, you know, you don't have to lose out on the, the magic. The magic. It you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the connection, you know. Yeah. It's a big part of a lot of people's childhood and into adulthood. So I don't think you have to let go of that. And I won't. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> All right. Well, any other thoughts oh, on that? No. no, I'm good. Okay. To wrap yeah. Up. All right. So once again, don't forget to tune in next week when we start our giveaway. Yes. Get ready to get that $75 Amazon gift card. Yes. <laughs> Great. Yes. Um, Thank you again for listening. And for everyone who has followed us in the past week or so and left really nice comments and feedback, everyone sharing and contributing on Facebook with our hot takes. It's just been really fun. So yeah, it's been it's been so good. I I just feel I feel so supported
0: by you guys it's yeah. like it's been incredible Instagram by the way if you're not on our Instagram page come on over because yeah. it's, kind of, it's kind of hopping right now like, it is going <laughs> on over there so you'll follow <laughs> us there
1: <laughs> yes well we will see you guys next week yeah or we'll see talk to you week. next week yeah happy- <laughs> no, well yeah oh yeah <laughs> happy right. hashtag not thriving Thursday All right. All right.